Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Well, the fallout continues from last night's memorable debate in the race to be California's next U.S. senator. The three Democrats are all touting their success on stage, while the reviews for the lone Republican in the showdown have been less than charitable. It's been a big swing and a miss for Steve Garvey, to borrow one of Adam Schiff's quips from last night. As the uh, baseball legend showed that he's an amiable ex-ball player, but maybe not quite ready for primetime politics. Uh, Garvey was frequently out of his element, a bit befuddled, unable to stake out policy positions, sometimes unwilling to answer direct questions, leaving one to wonder if this will set back his plan to consolidate the Republican voters and seize one of the spots in the top two primary. Uh, Meanwhile, Katie Porter was on the attack, really against all three of her top opponents, uh, Barbara Lee staked her claim to the progressive mantle and front-running Adam Schiff did nothing to damage his status. In fact, he probably helped it a little bit, maybe cementing it with a smart, calm, unflappable, and, and dare I say it, rather senatorial performance, Brett and Patty. You know, you you had Steve Garvey on as a guest of the state of California in the past, and he seemed to be able to answer the question somewhat. But what went wrong for Steve Garvey last night? I mean, how might this shake up the race over the remaining six weeks of this primary campaign? Yeah, we had him on this very program, and I suspect we'll have him on again in the closing weeks of the campaign, and he did fairly well just sort of introducing himself. It's one thing, though, you know, to talk to us for a few minutes and sort of lay out uh, sort of big-picture approaches to what he's going to do. It's another to face very direct questions for an hour and a half and have people, you know, directly challenging you as his opponents were. And he it reminded me a little bit of that vice presidential debate back when Ross Perot ran and his, his um, running mate, Admiral James Stockdale, just seemed completely overwhelmed. Uh, That's kind of how Garvey seemed. Now, I will say, if you are a conservative Republican who agrees with Steve Garvey that we should close the border and stand by Israel no matter what and, um, you know, various other things that that he espoused last night, you probably thought he was pretty good. Uh, Maybe he reminded you a little bit of Ronald Reagan. Maybe he reminded you of Donald Trump at times. Um, you probably thought, yeah, this is my guy, and you were nodding your head along with him. But I think for the vast majority of viewers uh, and of voters in California, they probably saw this and were shaking their head and saying, this guy, you know, just isn't ready, isn't ready for this job. So uh, maybe it won't affect his, his um, effort to, to consolidate the Republican voters around him, uh, but it might. It might push some of them more to some of the other Republicans in the race, some more uh, 
Trump-supporting conservative Republicans, which they probably can't overtake Garvey, given his name recognition and appeal, but it might push him down enough that he doesn't finish in that top two, and that could open up a spot for two Democrats to go on to November. I think that's the biggest change there is that now we were talking about, well, maybe he gets into that top two because that's what the polling has shown. Maybe on the backs of last night's performance, if he doesn't turn it around, he might finish third and that opens up another spot. San Francisco Chronicle has an op-ed today, Doug, that says describing Garvey's debate performance as deer in the headlights is a disservice to deer in headlights. Oh I mean, pretty yeah, weird. I love that line. Jack Oman, the, the Pulitzer yeah. Prize winning editorial cartoonist who's been doing columns for the Chronicle. That's a great line. And I think he nailed it. So let's talk uh, about the Democrats last night, their differences on the war between Israel and Hamas. They did not agree. No, and that really is one of the few places, I suppose, earmarks is another, where there's some real daylight among them, um, which, you know, there are a lot of Democrats trying to choose among these three. And how you feel on the war may be one of the deciding factors for some people. Um, You know, Barbara Lee, the progressive all the way, touted her vote against uh, the AUMF one after 9-11 as the lone person to stand against going to war. She was right in the long run, I think history will show, and she's quick to remind everyone of that. Uh, She is staunchly pro-ceasefire. She thinks, you know, but, you know, her language is not that of the protesters out, uh, you know, saying, you know, save the Palestinians, denouncing Israel. She doesn't denounce Israel. She calls for a two-state solution. She looks at it as we need peace, not war. The way to get there is not to keep bombarding Gaza. So she's got a more measured approach, but she has been pro-ceasefire since day one. I mean, since October 8th, basically, the day after the Hamas attack. Adam Schiff is uh, of the moderate mainstream. No, we support Israel. They're our ally. We need a two-state solution, but not until we get rid of Hamas. Israel has a right to defend itself camp. Uh, Katie Porter sort of in between them. Her attitude is initially she was not for a ceasefire. Now she is, but she sort of couches the language in, well, we need a sustained ceasefire, but only when conditions are right. And some people aren't sure exactly what she means. Um, But, you know, we had her on last week to talk about a little bit more. But she is sort of in between the two of them. And then Steve Garvey was very much, you know, no, I'm with Israel no matter what. We can't even have a two-state solution for decades. Look at what happened in October. So there are some pretty clear positions there. And I think that is one place where Democrats having a hard time decide may say, well, where do I stand on this war? If people are going to vote on that issue, that'll help them make up, make up their minds. Do you think Katie Porter made some headway with her call for ending congressional earmarks and anti-Washington, anti-corruption stance? Yes, she may have in that she, you know, she's the youngest person in this race. She's 50, right? Um, Barbara Lee is 77, Steve Garvey 75, although last night he seemed way older than she did, uh, not to be ageist, but he just seemed like, you know, he he didn't belong on that stage with her, and she's two years older than he is. And then Adam Schiff is in his early 60s, I think he's 63. So she's sort of presenting herself as, you know, outside the main, outside the establishment, the new face. Um, But she is a member of Congress. She's only been there five years as opposed to, you know, the dozens of years that Schiff and and Lee have been there. But um, so she can stake that position and say, look, I'm the new person. I'm the next generation. I'm not business as usual. I'll shake things up. Uh, I think maybe some voters, you know, they may be confused about what earmarks are when when Lee and Schiff defend them. And Porter says, no, we have to stop this because they have been abused in the past. And again, that's when you know, members of Congress put um, appropriations into different bills to bring money back to their district. Lee and Schiff gave a pretty passionate defense of how they're doing their job and helping their districts. Porter said, no, we got to get rid of this. It's being abused. There's a better way to do it. Um, I think if you're if you're prone to uh, agreeing with her sort of shake things up, not business as usual approach, you're more likely to side with Porter. I don't know how many votes that's really going to win over. 
Shifting gears before we let you go, tonight is the New Hampshire primary. Does Nikki Haley really have a chance to upset former President Trump? I mean, if not, what would be a good showing for her in your mind? I think she's got to be a very close second, especially with Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie out. Of course, they're still on the ballot, but most of their vote, voters probably won't um, pick their names, although maybe some will. Um, does she have a chance? Of course she has a chance. She swept Dixville Notch at midnight last night, right? Six to nothing. That doesn't tell you anything, but um, she's got a chance. I would, it would be a, you know, the upset of the century if she actually wins New Hampshire tonight. I think she's got to be within single digits or, or that's it. Um, a very, very strong and relatively close second. Anything worse than that, you have to wonder what happens for her because you go on to Nevada where she won't get any delegates. Nevada's complicated. We can talk about that another day. She's on the primary ballot but not in the caucus, um, so there won't be delegates for her there. And then South Carolina later this month where she should do well to her home state. But if she can't stay close to Trump in New Hampshire, I, I think this thing is done. Uh, it'll be over barely before it started. Um, if she is relatively close, I, she makes the case to stay in a little longer. But again, does anyone really think Trump's not going to be the Republican nominee right now? I think the answer is no. Thank you, Doug. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Actually, Adam Schiff will be our guest tomorrow. So we'll see what he thinks of how he did on the debate. And we'll challenge him on some of his answers. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter, as usual, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.